Hi, I'm Ben Miller from University Relations here at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, and we're a proud sponsor of WIS Politics and WIS Business Podcasts. You're listening to WIS Business, the podcast, Wisconsin's business news source. Now, here's your host. Hi, everybody. I'm Stephanie Hoff here with WIS Business, the podcast. Today I have with me Noah Williams. Noah is a professor of economics at UW-Madison. He's also the director of the Center for Research on the Wisconsin Economy, otherwise known as CROW. Noah, thanks for coming on today. Happy to be with you. So last time you were on the podcast was late September, and you predicted Wisconsin would get back to pre-pandemic unemployment rates toward the end of 2021. Does that still stand? Uh, yeah, so we in the late fall, we did see a slowdown in uh, the recovery with the, you know, the spiking of the virus here in the state, particularly late into 2020, where, depending on the measure, maybe 60 to 70% of the way back to, to where we were, uh, or out of the hole, uh, the pandemic hole. Um, a lot is, of course, going to depend on the path of the virus, vaccinations, and then the fiscal stimulus going forward, but we do see... Uh, do see a strong likelihood that by, you know, by the end of the year, we'll be back to where we were at the, at the start of 2020. We also know that, you know, some sectors were hurt um, worse than others during the economic downturn. Uh, hospitality in particular, tourism, are they going to be back to normal within the year? That's probably a little bit less likely. Uh, the food and accommodations industry, so hotels and restaurants have been the ones which have been hit hardest. Uh, even though overall employment has bounced back a lot, uh, employment in those industries is still down quite a bit. Uh, they're still facing capacity limits and will be for uh, at least the foreseeable future. Hopefully later in the year, those will be, uh, those will be lifted uh, even more. Uh, so I think uh, there still will be a shift in the overall economy uh, resulting from, from the pandemic uh, with people doing more stuff at home, buying more things online and uh, not dining out as much. Of course, we would like to see that come back, but I think it may take some time. And uh, shifting gears a little bit here, I'm excited to jump into a topic that was addressed both at the federal and state level, um, and this is the minimum wage. So that $15 minimum wage almost wound up in that COVID-19 bill uh, sitting in Congress right now. If that would have passed, or if congressional Democrats come up with a bill to pass, how would that impact Wisconsin? Uh, it would be a fairly sharp impact. Um, so just for, for reference, right, we're talking about a $15 an hour minimum wage. The median wage in Wisconsin in the latest data we have is about $18.80. So we're talking about maybe 40% of the workers in the state earn $15 or less. Uh, so that's a, a pretty sizable fraction of our workforce, which which would be affected by, uh, by a a minimum wage increase of, of a size that large, as you know, Governor Evers' proposal is for a, for a much smaller increase. Um, particularly industry-wide, uh, we were just talking about uh, food service industry. The median wage in Wisconsin for that industry is ten dollars and thirty cents, so it's nearly a fifty percent increase in wages for an industry that's already hurting. You know, the flip side, so this could uh, substantially raise costs for employers, which may lead them to uh, raise prices, cut back on employment, cut back on hours. 
uh, of course, the flip side of that is those workers who did keep their jobs could see a sizable increase uh, increase in incomes. Um, so there really is a, a sharp trade-off there. The, one of the most in-depth studies has been done by the Congressional Budget Office, which kind of laid out the, the different dimensions of this trade-off. So uh, nationwide, there was only uh, about 250,000 people who currently work for the minimum wage or less, but you know, raising it to $15 an hour, there would be a, a substantial number of people that would be affected. Um, you know, the Congressional Budget Office uh, found that maybe 27 million people could see a raise. Uh, but and out of those, you know, 1.4 million would uh, would be uh, risen out of poverty. So it could have a substantial impact on a number of people. Uh, but at the same time, they found that there would be about 1.4 million people who would lose their jobs. Uh, and that, again, doesn't account for, you know, other dimensions along which uh, employers may adjust, cutting back on hours, cutting back on benefits. Uh, moving towards uh, towards automation or cutting back on labor services. Overall, um, there's been a lot of work done, a lot of study in economics on the impact of the minimum wage. Overall, people have found the general uh, consensus of the literature is the employment effects aren't as large as maybe we had thought in the past. Um, but for those have looked at sort of more modest increases in the minimum wage. So this would be, you know, more than doubling the federal minimum wage. So this would be something unlike uh, anything we've seen before. And then, as you mentioned, Evers also proposes a smaller increase in his budget. So his plan, it would go up about a dollar, roughly a dollar every year for the next three years. Is that more um, reasonable? Uh, yeah, I mean, certainly it's more in line with the average wages in the state and would certainly have less of a less of an impact. Uh, I mean, kind of, again, along both dimensions. Right. So it wouldn't be as costly for employers. It wouldn't affect as many people. Um, There's still. You know, fundamentally, we have to think about, you know, what is the reason for raising the minimum wage? Um, you know, the, people have come to different uh, opinions on this. But if we're really interested in poverty or, you know, increasing, uh, drawing people out of poverty, uh, the majority of minimum wage workers aren't in low income households. A lot of them are second earners or, you know, young people uh, starting off. Um, so if the goal is to you know, lift people out of poverty, this may not be the best, uh, best mechanism to do so. Is there anything I'm not asking you about the minimum wage policy at the federal or state level that you wanted to add? People proposing the minimum wage uh, increases are certainly well intended. And then the question is really just are the consequences of that? Uh, we really have to think about the real world consequences. And it, it may lead to pricing out of the labor market, uh, younger, less experienced workers or make it more difficult for them to, uh, to get a foot in the door and start their, uh, start their careers. You've been listening to WIS Business, the podcast. Now stay tuned for a word from our sponsor. Hi, I'm Ben Miller from University Relations here at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, and we're a proud sponsor of WIS Politics and WIS Business Podcast. Did you know that almost 80% of UW-Madison's in-state students return to live and work in Wisconsin in the years after graduation? And almost half of all UW-Madison alumni are current Wisconsin residents. That's just one way we're driving our economy forward. UW-Madison is working for Wisconsin.